Welcome back to Dynasty Time. It's the 2022 season. Scott here along with the NWL, Logan. Hello. Hi there. You know what? I I finally did it. What did you do? You know, after a couple years of starting to just call into the podcast, weaseled my way in to almost be a pseudo co-host, hosted a couple shows in your absence, and now here we are kicking off another season of Dynasty Time, and I have fully replaced Dan. He's gone. <laughs> He's out. It was and it feels good. It feels real good. My work here is you were, done. You were really, you were really subtle about it in the text chain today. You're like, you know, if this is what we got to do, it'll just be me. Yeah, listen. If he doesn't want to be a part anymore, he understands that he's kind of been passed up in terms of the value that he brings to the pod. And you know, I give I give Dan a lot of a lot of shit, but the reality is is that he um, is self aware and understands that he just isn't needed here anymore. And so I'm glad to jump in and, uh, and take his place. I'll do my best for the entire league to uh, guide us throughout the course of the year. And, and before long, we'll get rid of you too. So it'll be fine. Wow. That's not what I wanted to hear, but you know, that's cool. Uh, well, it's great to have you here as a co-host officially um, tonight because we're kicking off the season. This is so exciting. The first year where we can trade keepers. Keepers aren't going to be due to like draft night, which is very exciting. Um, so I think we definitely have to talk about that today because nobody knows what's going on, is my guess. Correct? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. It's I, I mean, fo- football-wise, I have zero idea what's going on. But from the league perspective, like I don't think anyone knows what the rules are right now. Well, well I mean, certainly from a football perspective, I don't. I have no idea. Just looking at some of the cheats to cheats and started to uh, draft and actually had a draft in a, a different league. And I'll be honest, I my football knowledge right now is pretty poor across the board. And so I'm glad I have some keepers because I can fill in at least some of my draft picks with those names because I don't know if I could name 12 other people to round out a roster at this point. But um, I, either way, I'm looking forward to it. This This league is always so much fun. Thank you for organizing and, and keeping us moving once again this year. Um, I'm not very good at fantasy football, as my track record since joining a few years ago says, but uh, that doesn't stop me at all from getting excited to uh, to dive on in and uh, talk a little smack and then eventually lose in heartbreaking fashion in some way later on this year. Hey, you got to have a plan. Got to have a goal, you know? Uh, yeah, I would say every year I get older, the more I rely on computer algorithms and whatever the app tells me to do. Um, that's, that's what I've learned. I um, literally just loaded my other draft <laughs> in fantasy pros and whatever name popped up at the top of the list. Click yeah, pretty much click. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll roll with this this year. I must put that. I mean, amazingly what's really sad is I didn't even know Jonathan Taylor was like that good. He's the that's guy. one player I should know, but he's like consensus number one. And I'm, I was shocked. Like, Oh, didn't realize that but it will be it will be interesting this year for our league as we think of going into the draft obviously with 16 teams all of those keepers we're going to have a whole slew of quarterbacks i'm guessing be kept or i would assume um i got to imagine he's the number one pick in our league as well i can't think of a reason why he wouldn't be but 
who really knows? Honestly, I, I think we're all trying to navigate the uh, the super flex 16 team dynamic still as we get into like our first really go round with keepers and trades here. It should be exciting. Indeed. Uh, Craig has the first pick. He has Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, and Deshaun Watson as keeper options. Huh. Well, Should maybe we just like get rid of his first pick? Because <laughs> he's trying to keep Deshaun Watson. As of like two weeks ago, he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to keep him because he was going to get suspended. I mean, at, at what point do you cut bait? I mean, at what point do you say, I don't want to associate myself with that person? <laughs> It's pretty bad for the CRPI's brand. Like the brand, or actually, I'd argue it's right on brand. I'm going to be honest. Oh, this is, you know, he is who we thought he was. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see. Craig does have uh, Cordell Patterson he could keep. This team sucks, though. Jeez. He's got some picks, though, right? He's got a lot of picks. So do you. Uh, The other one that I'll just point out, Freelancers, who has historically been horrific in dynasty time in the last 16 years or whatever it's been i think he has six picks in the first three rounds so this is your year kevin come on we're all sharing for you that i mean this is where a dynamic that i don't i don't know how it plays out with so many people in this dynamic with all of those keepers when you get to like the end of the third round like pick 48 or whatever it is at that point when you have potentially like 50 to 60 players already kept, like, is that pick actually worth anything? Or are you like taking the, you know, the Vikings third string running back at that point? I honestly don't know. We'll find out soon. Uh, September 7th is the draft date. In the meantime, though, uh, this is the first year that trades are allowed in dynasty time. Uh, as recently as three weeks ago, I had to explain to Brian the concept that you still own the player until you choose not to keep him. And he was like, but you don't. I'm like, oh, my God, we've been through this throughout the entire 2020 season. Um, but here we are. So we can trade players. And I think we should talk a little bit about the rules. But just initially – and you have another league where this this is allowed, so you have a little more experience. Do you see people trade a lot, or is it, is it tough? It feels to me like it's going to be tough because we have no idea what values are. Yeah, and I think the, the simplest way to think about it is until you have to lock in your keepers, every single person on your team is yours until you choose to throw them back, right? And so, or not keep them. And so it's almost like you're like cutting them and sending them to free agency versus like keeping them. Um, and so we, I, I would expect and would hope that we would see some trades leading up to it. And the rules I think are just like any other trade or transaction that you would have if you're a team that has maybe some extra picks and uh, another team that you see has a, uh, a couple extra keepers maybe they really loaded up on some potential keepers and they're not going to be able to keep all of them or they see some potential that they might value some picks over some players you know reach out to them and see if they're interested in swapping some picks for some players and then they come over to your team and then you lock them in as one of your keepers at that point in time and so um it's no different i think than trading during the season uh, i think you just have to like wrap your head around the idea that the roster that you had at the 
end of the season last year is still your roster at this point in time. And it is your roster until the day of the draft when anyone who you don't designate then finally goes back into the pot to be drafted. Makes sense. Yeah, I think the the thing that's tough to wrap your head around is is you're basically, and to your point, you do this during the season too, but you're giving away two picks basically to keep someone. And so that's where I think in my head, and I think I was talking to Dan about this a little bit, it's like, is that ever worth it? And so selfishly, I've been looking at Jerry Judy as an example on my team. And he's on the block, everybody, because I'm probably not going to keep him. Um, so this is a, an ad, hashtag ad for Jerry Judy. But he's worth a six-round pick, or he's going to cost you a six-round pick. There's value there, even if you have to give me another pick, I would assume. What that pick is, I don't know. But in theory, if you're giving up a seventh, uh, to take Jerry Judy off my hands. Yeah, you're giving up a sixth and a seventh, but you're getting Jerry Judy. And so yeah, I, I think, think the, there's some value there to be like, well, I'm getting something, you're getting a player that's probably going to go in the third or fourth round, so you're getting some value. Yeah, I think um, the way you have to look at it is is it's, it is two picks, but you basically just have to like look at it is like, in this situation, I would be like, I'm going to trade you my seventh round pick for the guarantee that I can draft Jerry Judy with my sixth round pick. Which would be a good pick. Right. It'd be a great pick. It'd be a great pick. And there's the long-term keeper potential that I can keep him for future years. And there's a, you know, progression there for it. And I think that's where the, the intrigue and the value comes in is I don't necessarily, you know, it's worth giving up a seventh in exchange for that, you know, that ability to guarantee that pick at that price. And well, I, I'm, looking for like a, I'm looking for like a third or a fourth for him, but you know. Right. Sure, but either way, that very well could be, <laughs> could be worth could it. Be so. a, a value. And I think everyone will have to weigh, uh, weigh the situation. I mean, something like, a, you know, a, I'm just looking through, think like a, a Javante Williams, who's a DP valued at a 10th round pick. He's probably in our league, what, a second round pick? Yeah. Like, are you willing to give up your second round pick for him in theory to draft him in the 10th round? And then you have the upside of That's being a able good to point. be able I to. I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot about him year, yeah. year over year over year. Or, you know, like, I'm trying to think of looking at my roster here because just to remember who I actually have too. Jalen Hurts <laughs> in the third round, like, he's going to be a first round pick in our draft if he's put back in maybe he's worth trading your second to get him in the first and then you'll get the value of next year as well you know there's everyone can make the calculus for themselves of kind of like what value is there what they want to to do but what it in theory will do is it allows you during the season in theory to focus on not necessarily just stockpiling picks for future years but stockpiling like young talent with upside that you can either keep for yourself or trade for different players or better picks along the way. So it, um, I think it adds a a nice little wrinkle to everything or maybe everyone's like, this feels weird. I don't like it. 
and no one does anything, which could very well happen too, I suppose. But yeah. it feels like there should be enough opportunity between people who've kind of loaded up a little bit last year um, with players and our picks to go out and make a move and see if you can go in and yeah. improve your roster going into the draft. Yeah, I think the calculus will be interesting to be like, at what point is it worth it for me to get a you know a seventh or eighth round pick for a player, but it still helps you. Um, and we'll talk about divisions in a second, but like that divisional rival, do you want to give him or her that 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 pick at a good value just to get a shitty pick on your end? You know, so it goes both ways. Like, when is it worth it? Versus just yeah, well, I'll just throw him back. <laughs> right, I'm not well, help you. <laughs> that's totally totally fair, and you don't want to set yourself up to then especially in a division where then they're gonna you're gonna see your player who you gave away for practically nothing come back and score on you all year um but that didn't stop the vikings in the actual draft this year of ensuring that both the lions and packers got new top wide receivers so it's a great point you know thank you minnesota yes we really sincerely appreciate it yes uh cool so from a rules perspective there's not much to think about right now um it's it's all written out in the rules but basically the what we've done is you can only keep a player for three seasons um but there is a quote exemption for a traded player so that three years resets um when a player gets traded uh that one time and so we'll talk about that probably next year when things are actually that actually matters um but just just to keep that in mind is that that's how that will work. But that's all in the rules. Um, we can get to that at some point. Uh, Logan, I believe, is going to pull together something pretty cool to help us with the keeper values. If you haven't already, before he comes up with that, if you go to our 2021 site on the rosters page, you'll see a status column. That's what pick each player costs. So for example, little buff boys, Joe Burrow is going to cost you a third round pick. Um, Feel, feels like a strong contention to be kept. I'm not going to lie to you there. I think you might want to keep Joe Burrow. Paul, just a thought. Just, just some un, unsolicited advice there. Um, so that's what that is. And then the little asterisk means that they're DP eligible, um, which I believe is a 10th round pick. Maybe a 12. I don't know. We keep changing that. But look in the rules. Uh, so, yeah, that's trades. Anything else on trades? Do it. I'm asking It'll my co-host. Fun. Co-host. Yeah, I mean. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Stop taking it so seriously. Right up to the draft. Swapping players, swapping picks. You know, make it as complicated as possible for Scott as we get to Conditional the picks. I love it. Um, I so. can't complain. I did a conditional pick, uh, but yeah. So because of this, keepers will be due. I haven't decided yet. I don't know, like six p.m. on draft day, because I can easily plug in the keepers. It'll take me five minutes. So we'll make some sort of deadline on draft day to make it fun. That will make draft prep especially interesting. Having like <laughs> no real idea who the pool is of theory until like right before the the draft. I don't no know if it's okay or not, but yeah, I mean, you can probably kind of guess who's going to be there or not be there. Um, yeah, we used to have like a week <laughs> to kind of prepare 
but I don't know if anyone actually prepared. Do people actually do something? I don't know. Probably not. People can't even log into Slack, so I doubt people are doing mock drafts. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I I guess I wouldn't mind being able to like look at like a cheat sheet and like see who's actually <laughs> there, you know, a few minutes before the draft. So as long as we can do that, I think that will have a couple hours. Yeah, we'll be fine. Be perfect. Right in those couple hours that you're not busy with with your yes, kids. Yes, right over dinner time with, with yeah, yes, exactly. all everyone who's yes, dealing You'll be putting together your cheat sheets. Yeah. Perfect. Uh cool. So don't want to make this a marathon pod. So the other pod or the other topic was the divisions, which is if you in case you don't remember, uh that changes every year. And so man, did we make this confusing. Basically, <laughs> there's two conferences and starting this year there's a promotion and relegation system in case you didn't know so there's a premier conference and a champions conference this is awesome is it not logan this i mean this feels feels so very european of us oh it's great and i hate soccer generally no offense but here we are i believe i believe relegation is the best thing that any 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 uh sports league can and should do it really is a no-brainer. There you go. Okay, so uh, basically, the you'll be placed in a premier champions based on your where you ended last year, and then at the end of this year, the bottom four teams, teams in the top conference get relegated. The top four teams in the champions conference get promoted. Um, in theory, a team could make the playoffs and still be relegated if they're the fifth best team in the conference. Wow. Mind blown. Is that true? I have that in the rules. I don't know if that's true. True or not. I mean, I guess in theory, it could be. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, because our playoffs are not uh, conference uh, conference seeds. There's not oh. like conference playoffs. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all one playoff. Yes. Right. So that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Obviously. Okay, so let's just let's just go ahead and announce the divisions. Do you want to do you want to do the honors? Um, I am I know. worthy? I, I mean, you're you're the official co-host now that Dan's gone. All right. Well, we can uh, we can we can swap. We can take turns okay. on that sound. Before you start, we have Premier and Champions Conference. The divisions are not named. I'm open to names. So, if somebody has an idea, let me know. But. Take it away. So Premier Conference, which is the best conference, Division One, which needs a new name, includes your reigning, defending, undisputed Dynasty Time Champion of the World, Corncob TD. Our friends, yes. Primetime. Our other friends, Sea City Boston. And our enemies, Dan's shitty team. There you have it. Division one premier conference. Just a complete battle in division one. That's great. Okay. What what do we got? You got division two. Let's make this happen. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Premier conference division two. Again, these are all the playoff teams. So we have Jutang clan who valiantly battled in the finals last year, um, but still got destroyed by myself. Thank you very Uh, much for your draft picks. That's right. 
the Green Hell, Nick Laverty coming in. Uh, the Misfits, my sworn enemy. Although I don't know, is their fight still going, Luke? I don't. I don't know. We'll, he we'll still. He still. He still calls this league keeper time when you're not around, just because he's still pissed about the cam makers thing from last year. I wow. will you. That that makes me very upset. Uh, and then league camps, who is going to be a, just a complete dumpster fire this year. But he admits he admits it, and he's committed to the league. So Connor. I believe in you. I don't. Like, I don't know that he'll win a game. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know that he will. I, I don't know what his draft situation is. It's not good. I, I don't think he has picks. I think he's like a vampire in the vampire league. He just goes to the waiver wire after the draft is done and just scrapes up whatever's left over. He has picks. He did make a few trades to collect a few other picks, but he does not have a first or a second, so... There's that in a 16 team league. That could hurt. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, moving on to the Champions Conference, Division Three, the folks who did not make the playoffs last year but are eager to work to climb their way back to the top. We have someone loaded with picks and freelancers Birds of Prey, Bobby FC, and the 5A Bastards. Should be a good. Should be a good conference. Yeah, should be good. I think everybody has. I'm looking quickly. Yeah, the first three rounds, everybody, but Bobby have multiple picks in one of those first three rounds. So should be a strong, strong division. Uh, Champions Conference Division Four. We have Little Buff Boys, Blue Thirty Two, CR Pies, and. Uh, the official co-host of the Dynasty Time podcast, uh, right. NWO, and future league champion. Add that potentially. Uh, also, a tough division. Craig has two first picks. Uh, you have what four picks in the first three rounds, something like that. Yeah, uh, Blue Thirty Two even made a trade last year, but he lost a pick. But still, he he made a trade, which is impressive. The um. The one, the one flaw to this brilliant promotion relegation strategy <laughs> is that in the process of selling last year, this Champions Conference as a whole is pretty well stacked with, with picks and players. Loaded. It's going to be a bit of a bloodbath. Not going to lie. This is, <laughs> this is tough. This, seemed, this, this was a good idea in theory. I'm very anxious to see in practice like how miserable this is for all of us in the Champions Conference. Yeah, right we might come back in 2023 and go, wow, this was really dumb. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it, it rewards good teams by putting them in the Premier concert, Conference. By the way, that is payouts. So if you didn't realize that, uh, what is it? The conference winner of Premier is 150. The Premier Conference second place is 70. And the Champions Conference is 70. So you're getting half the amount of money for winning the Champions Conference. Ouch. I mean, that's good incentive throughout the, when you're thinking throughout the course of the year about how you're operating your team to not yeah. totally sell out and, and do that. Cause you're limiting, you might put yourself in position to be really good the next year, but you're limiting your potential winnings and earnings to do that. So I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. 
it's a calculus that you have to decide. Are you going to try to sneak into the playoffs and leave yourself in that top conference or not? I think it's a good thing. I like the payout thing. I think the fact that the Champions Conference is going to be heads and <laughs> just so much better is a little scary. But, hey, we'll see. I love it. It should well, be, there you have it. be good. Yeah, there you have it. There's the standings or the divisions. It should be fun. So, again, if you have ideas of division names, I'm all ears. Uh, right now, please just go to the 2021 website. That's where you'll find the statuses. The You can see my, my logo as champion. That's pretty fun if you go to that site. Um, but, yeah, 2022 site's not quite ready. Got to get the schedule uploaded. Uh, really, there's no reason to go there until – keepers are kept so and we go to the the draft the awesome draft everybody loves the draft right here i'm i'm excited i really am even though i have no idea what actually to expect so yeah again super flex there's everything for a loop but that's all i have anything else any parting words before we uh let the people go no, I'm just excited to uh, to start the, the the league up again this year. Looking forward to it. Thank you again, Scott, for uh, organizing and uh, keeping this thing rolling. It's been a blast to be a part of. Um, and also, Dan can suck it because I've replaced him. What are you going to do about it? Nothing more to say there. Uh, hope everyone has a great week, and we'll we'll come back next week with another pod, maybe a new guest, and. Uh talk some keepers how about that that sounds like fun sounds like a great time all right see you everyone peace Goodbye.